Welcome to the Lug Nuts Podcast. It's what the Bible says. Good morning. Welcome to the Lug Nuts Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm joined by Joe. Hello. And Steve again. <laughs> Good we are, morning. We are down Kenny once again. He's sick <laughs> and down for the count. And we are on episode seven. I kept track this week. Nice. Yeah, we are on episode seven. So Steve, I'm going to hand it over to you. What should I, do you think? I think we need to have a doll of Kenny. Yes. So Kenny could at least, Kenny's presence would be here. Kenny, yes. if you're out there listening to us right now, well, now you're not because we're recording for the first time here. <laughs> um, we need a Kenny doll. <laughs> That'd either be like really good or like really creepy because it would be right across from me. <clears throat> Close enough. So we put a Captain Kirk... <laughs> <laughs> figure that Kenny has here of Kenny it's, in there. Now, Kenny. All right. Um, to my fellow lug nuts, I would just say that we are getting some response from people who are saying, "Hey, I'm listening to the podcast and like what I'm hearing." And so uh, uh, we hope that it's uh, it's. We're not trying to be entertaining, but we don't want to be boring as well. And so we're kind of being spontaneous. Whatever kind of comes comes. So anyway. Uh, let's hit the button and get going here this morning. Um, I prefaced this and, and kind of gave the guys a little bit of a heads up as far as uh, the topic we want to talk about this morning. And that is a, a time in your life when you were just going along, everything was was smooth and running, and all the stars were aligned, and man, all of a sudden, something just came into your life, and there was just a left turn and you didn't see that coming at all. And I'm not saying it was necessarily bad, but just something that you just went, wow, where did that come from? So uh, anybody, who wants to go first here as far as either uh, Nick or Joe? I will say mine is a serious one, like it's a bad experience. So I, I can go first if, to clear the room. <laughs> <laughs> Josiah, after, after Nick sucks all the air out of the room, here, are you going to pick us up? Uh I'll no. pick it up at the end of what I said. All right. Okay. All right. So, All right. Nick, go ahead. Why don't you lead All on? All right. So, my my experience um, was when my grandma passed away. Now, this was, like, one of the first family members I had ever had passed mm-hmm. away in my life. So, it was just, like, a complete, like you said, just left turn. Just took me down, like, whoa, we were going this way, and now we're just going this way. So, right. it was... Um, it was hard, but it also was just so like abrupt that it was just like, whoa, like that happened. And like now life is just totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, now she, I mean, she'd been sick for a long time, but still like the actual passing was enough to just be like, oh, like, whoa, now she's actually gone. Yeah. And so what were you feeling? What were some of the emotions that you just went, whoa, man, this is why this is hard. Mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest one that I felt was probably that I felt lost above all else. I felt like I just didn't know like where this path was going now and where, what I could lean on, what I, you know, could, who I could talk to. I just felt like, I guess I also felt like no one understood what I was going through at the same time. Like no one could help me either because of like, I guess I was just kind of blocking people out from helping me. So I I think those would be the big ones feeling lost and just kind of like alone. Sure. Yeah. Just how about you? So mine is actually, when I left my old church and then eventually came to Cornerstone, um, there were some things that went on with the church. I'm not going to get into it on here, obviously, um, that led to my family deciding it was best to leave, which was kind of confusing at the time. I, I was like 
17, so it's not like I was too young to understand or anything. But <laughs> it, it was a little weird because I had never been through that. Sure. And that whole process of going through, trying to find a different church was very strange. And then we just kind of like came upon Cornerstone. Uh-huh. And from there, it's like, for me personally, it felt like I was off track the whole time before uh-huh. that and then got on track kind of interesting to see when you know that you're you're not yourself fulfilling God's plan but God's plan is being fulfilled right in front of your eyes and you can see it uh-huh uh-huh yeah but yeah that was a very big change yeah yeah I think for me it was back oh gosh uh, maybe year 2000 <clears throat> you guys even born yet I was not actually. No, okay, wow. No, give it one more year. <laughs> Man, do I feel like really old? <laughs> the the whole so the whole you guys have heard about Y two K, the infamous Y two K. You've not even heard about that, have you? Okay, I have. Man, am I really feeling old now? Maybe anyway, if you explained it, I would know what. Well, it was, it's when the world was going to end because of the whole computer thing changing over from nineteen ninety nine to the year two thousand, and we were told like the world was going to end and. But long story short, uh, at that point in time, nothing to do with Y2K. I just got really, really sick. And doctors didn't know what was going on in my world. And because I didn't have a clear diagnosis, man, I just became full of worry and fear and anxiety. Um, come to find out later on, I had a thyroid issue that was, that was going on. But, man, it was just like my world just kind of got turned upside down. And I just didn't know what end was up and and it was just really a very um hard hard time in my life and so and and, and all of this just because of what happened this week and, and it's kind of too bad because this would have been a home run i was going to give to kenny okay was about notre dame football i was i was just going to lob him a softball right now <laughs> and just let him hit it out of the park because you know and, and we're not going to turn this into sports talk radio here <laughs> For the rest of the time, so please don't tune us out right now. If you're going, all right, I knew it was going to happen eventually. This is kind of like a bait and switch. <laughs> going to tell us about spiritual things all of a sudden. Talking football, but Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, and uh, have you guys been following that at all? A little bit? Any idea? You know? I mean, I know like general <laughs> facts of it. I don't know like his reasoning behind. It. I know he got paid a bunch of money to leave. A lot of money. A lot of money to do that. And so uh, you, know, you look at that and, and you say, well, what was really the beef? Do you guys understand? What was really the big deal as far as why people are up? Or do you begrudge a guy? I mean, they waved $100 million in front of his face. I don't know. <laughs> Two cars, house, use of a private jet, wherever you want, you know. You, and you get a half a million dollars bump and raise every year after you stay it's not a bad, not a bad pay raise at oh all. Oh gosh, yeah, I didn't know any of that. I oh just, yeah, that's, oh yeah, yeah. They threw up. Yeah, go ahead, Josiah. <laughs> oh, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I would, I would take that pay raise. Yeah, that they just threw a boatload of money at him. But I don't think anybody begrudged him the money. The the thing that really got people irritated was how he left, and and that most of his players and his coaches found out via Twitter and the social media, and actually one of the coaches was in a, a, a potential recruit's house, and that's how they found out. 
that would be quite awkward. I'm here to recruit you to go to this school, but I just got tweeted that the coach is leaving. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, and, and so then, um, walks in and he, and he's been two minutes, uh, speech with his team kind of says, Hey, I love you guys. And walked out, hopped in a plane and headed to LSU. I think that's really kind of got people cranked. Right. I can and, understand why. Yeah. Well, I just tried to put myself in that position. He'd been at Notre Dame 12 years. Tell me how you guys would feel if this morning, um, before church started, um, there was a tweet that I was leaving Cornerstone, and I'm gonna, now going to go be the pastor at, uh, I don't know, Church XYZ, someplace else. And I get up this Sunday. I get up this morning instead of preaching. I just say, "Hey, I love you guys, but uh, I got a better gig. I'm out of here." I walk out the door. I think you'd feel a little betrayed. Almost. A little betrayed. What else? I would feel very hurt and confused. Okay. All right. And, and so that's that's the whole idea of where we're going here this morning. For those who are listening right now, or you got a friend, is that every now and then you're just going along and life is just is playing out. And you just get a gut punch, and you go, where did that come from? I feel betrayed, confused. Nick, you're talking about a loan, loss of, of direction. And so let's take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 31. <clears throat> chapter 31, verse 1. This is the, the transition from Moses to Joshua. Now, <clears throat> what do you guys know about Moses as far as him leading the children of, of Israel. What do, you, what do you guys know about that? I know that he, I mean, he was chosen by God to do it, but he also had some issues with doing it. He wasn't a perfect leader. Not that anyone ever is, but right. he had his flaws just like anyone else would. Right. Okay. Josiah, how about you? Anything as far as just, he, just general observations as far as Moses? And, I, I know and he people. led them for quite a while. Right. He was the first, he was the one that led them out of Egypt originally. Mm -hmm. So... So even though they probably had their moments, do you think there was probably a pretty good bond between Moses and the people? I would say. I would say, too. So now, all of a sudden, we take a look in verse, <clears throat> chapter 31, verse 1. It says this, And Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, You shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you, he will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will also cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. All of a sudden, what does Moses just come and tell the people? Just give me the Reader's Digest condensed version of what we just read there. I'm old. God's got different <laughs> plans for me. I'm out. It's been a great gig. It's been a good run. It really has been. Hey, love you all, but yeah. My time is done, and I'm ready to move on. And Joshua, who's been with me, who you guys know, he's the guy I'm going to hand the baton to. Now, Josiah, how do you think some of the Israelites might have responded? I think a, a quick response, maybe without a ton of thought, would possibly be to be angry about it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Nick, how about you? What are you thinking? Mm. I Again, I go back to the betrayed feeling. I think that this... You know, been with someone who's led you this far, and now he's telling you, "Yeah, I'm not going to actually make it, but you guys will." So, like, have fun. You know, right. kind of like that that sudden loss of maybe a friend and a leader for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, was he going to leave him high and dry? 
I don't know who's giving no. him Joshua. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not going to leave him high and dry. So it's not like he just kind of like walked out and said, well, I hope your defensive coordinator can be, <laughs> can be, can be the next guy in. But he says, I have been training Joshua. And so I believe that probably it was kind of a punch in the gut to the people, generally speaking, because here was a guy that they had loved, a guy who had done some pretty cool things, yeah, part the Red Sea, you know, feed you, you know, the whole, the whole go thing. and talk to God, get the Ten Commandments, that whole gig, you know, been somewhat of a cool run. But now all of a sudden, he's going to be gone. Life changed. So when we as Christians get that sock in the gut, and all of a sudden we go, man, where did this come from? I'm not saying that we just become robots and get rid of our emotions. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with actually saying, hmm, God, I don't quite, I don't quite get this. But what does the Lord want us to do in that situation? And that's as we go on. So verse 5 says, that, verse 4 says, And the Lord will do them to them what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. And so again, he's saying to them, listen, uh, I'm not just leaving the cupboards bare here. Joshua is going to be with you. And the way that I was able to demonstrate how I defeated the kings before you, that's what's going to happen. Because as they go into the land and reclaim the land, they only have one defeat out of all the military battles. You know, they have almost a perfect season, <laughs> so to speak. And so he's he's helping them. Now, would that be in and of itself enough for them to say, all right, we get it. We're with you. What do you think? Maybe yes. Maybe. I mean, I would think probably not. I mean, I think you need a little more than that almost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. And so look at verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor will he forsake you, right? And so in that situation, even though Moses is gone, Joshua's coming in, he says, I've given you this example, you're probably still going to be a little fearful. It's that gut punch. But be reminded of the fact that I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And so I guess that's kind of the lesson that I want to leave with us today is for our listeners out there, if right now, you know, all of a sudden, you just got a gut punch or, man, life just turned and took an immediate left turn. There's nothing wrong with the tears. There's nothing wrong with the sorrow. Actually, there's nothing wrong with, with saying maybe that's a good, that, that's maybe another good topic is how do we lament holy? Mm-hmm. How do we go to God with our honest questions? Maybe that might be next week. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe as a kind of a follow-up to this because I think there's a proper way that we lament as far as God is concerned. But in the midst of all of that, let's not let our emotions rule <laughs> our decision-making. Let's be resolute in the fact that even though maybe things changed, just like that, God is still with us no matter what's going on. Any final thoughts? No. I do that. I think the comparison of, of Moses to Brian Kelly's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man, Kenny, we miss you. Kenny, get well. 
And uh, I think maybe holy lamenting might be another uh, think topic so. of follow-up to actually what we've uh, talked about. So we're going to sign off here for the Lugnut Podcast. This is episode seven. Episode seven, Nick and Joe, and this is Pastor Steve. As always, don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do, so we. do we. So do we. Hey everyone, this is Nick from the Lug Nuts Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflapaz.com. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Also follow us on Instagram at ccf underscore lug nuts podcast. Thanks for listening, and we hope you listen next week. Don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we.